0: Hello, peace lovers and peacemakers. Welcome to Peace Mindedly, a podcast featuring peaceful bridge makers. Our bridge maker today is Mansur Adaifi, a writer, advocate and former Guantanamo detainee who was held captive for 14 years in Guantanamo prison. Not too long before 9/11, Mansur left Yemen to uh, to do a cultural mission in Afghanistan. So he was basically done with everything he needed to do in Afghanistan, and he was on his on, on his way home to Yemen with all the things that he needed. He with the recommendation letters, with the credentials to basically submit his application for an engineer school in United Arab Emirates. His dream. Uh, university and place that he wanted to study engineering but something happened something something happened that changed his life forever he was kidnapped by warlords in Afghanistan and then he was sold to American militaries after 9-11 and then he was transferred to Guantanamo prison United States of America committed heinous crimes against humanity in Guantanamo when she captured uh, Mansour and many other Muslim doctors, journalists, um, students, farmers, uh, tribal leaders, so forth and so on. And all of those happened just accusing them of, of oftentimes baseless and oftentimes wrong by, uh, by acting against the, uh, the American interest. And then in Guantanamo prison, they were, they were tortured mercilessly. Voices like Mansour is very important. We can learn about those crimes that the United States of America is committing in the name of protecting its democracy. Don't forget us here, Lost and Found in Guantanamo, is Mansoor's story of inspiration, survival, resistance, and hope during the darkest hours, days, and months, and years in his life. Mansoor arrived in prison, um, a few months shying away from his uh, teenage years, and then he survived the camp's infamous interrogation program. Later, he became feared and respected by guards and staff for arranging riots and hunger strikes protesting inhumane treatment in prison due to his uplift spirit. And I mean, you're going to see he is such a uh, light heart, uh, light spirit and, uh, and a happy person, so to speak. I mean, in, in contrast, in what happened to him, he always um, held a high spirit for himself that he gained a very interesting nickname. The nickname was Smiley Troublemaker. Being smart throughout his life, he learned English and he learned computer skills, and now he is studying very hard to go to an engineer uh, program in in Belgrade in Serbia. So I am bringing Mansur into our studio. Hello, Mansur, and I know that you told me you would like to open the program with something special, and I, I cannot wait to hear
1: Yes uh, first of all thank you so much for having me today and uh, <clears throat> let us introduce our culture to the uh, uh, our uh, dear listeners and viewers so we'll say assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh i am masour al-dhaifi and uh, ya hala ya hala wa marhaba hiyakum wallah warhabu warhabu hala ya hala ya hala wa ahlan wa sahlan hiyakum and I would like to start. I would like to start.
0: Uh, so, what is Allah? What is I mean,
1: uh, welcome, may Allah welcome you. It's, it's like it's used in our uh, culture, people, especially in the tribe society. When people came, they were like, welcome people. Uh, hello, marahibu, ahlan wasahlan, hayakum Allah, hayakum Allah. so you can see the people, it show warmth uh, warmth and love and respect. And this is kind of beauty of the culture uh, we live in. And, uh, I could see in the show, in the shows, it becomes like a typical and routine. We need to break that. We need to introduce some of our culture that's still alive there. Bring it to the show. Let people listen to it. So also, I would like like you guys to give you uh, a song from Guantanamo. Yay!
0: I love it, (laughs) yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes.
1: So let's start by singing. So basically, that song, I'm going to talk about it later when you sing, but let's let's sing first. that song, we used to sing, sing, uh, sing it at Guantanamo for each other, which means, welcome, welcome by the one who come. Uh, welcome, welcome. That song, we used to sing it with each other, especially for the new brothers who arrive at Guantanamo New. You know, they would be uh, in a long, hard, and painful trip when 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 they arrive you would know, they call seas moved in the camp nobody talked no like dead silence so we keep silence and then when they start moving the brothers and we start singing all the blacks collectively imagine 100 200 or 250 uh men singing at the same time so imagine you have been in like 40 hours painful journey being beating you know and when we arrived, you arrived you, you would hear people singing the brother said we thought are they in some kind of like uh, enjoying themselves in like in a trip on a park or whatever so we tried to send a message to them don't worry you'll be fine and also to distract them from the situation because the interrogation the interrogates has some kind of like they intentionally let them to stay long long time night all night and they would just interrogate them for hours and hours. That what we did with one song. It takes maybe a few minutes. But we break that. I mean, we I mean, we. We try to assure the brothers everything will be fine. Mm-hmm. So the, when the brothers arrive in the cages, when they take the hood, the 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 hood, off, they will look. We thought you guys in some kind of like crazy place, What are you, where are you singing? We, said, Come <laughs> on, you guys. So yes. we were in cages, What at the same time, it was, it was uh-huh. some kind of like,
0: we we want to organize
1: just it's like we introduce our culture so welcoming people and singing for them Um, yeah sorry
0: um, mansoor were people in the camp were mostly arabs and muslims yeah both left
1: us introduced to guantanamo guantanamo was you know created outside of the law outside of the justice system outside of the law outside of the humanity uh of the humanity so the men who were in guantanamo they went in the battlefield holding like guns or like have drones, or like uh, sending rockets to the United States. No, those men were 15 nationalities, over 20 languages spoken, and around 800 men. The youngest detainee was only three months old. The oldest was 105 years old. Three those months? men weren't in Afghanistan holding holding guns. You know, those men brought Mansoor. Mansur, parts- you guests. said
0: you said three months.
1: Yes, the the youngest detainee was only uh, three months old. How, I mean, this is Guantanamo, the upside down world. I mean, that question we should ask the CIA. We should ask the George
0: W. Bush. Mansur, they the three month olds uh, came with their mothers or uh, fathers?
1: No, well, they brought him with his father. Uh huh. Yeah, his father were, were, were uh, his father was sold to the CIA. And they, the Pakistani government told the CIA, this is guy, that, that boy related to Osama Bin Laden. So, like, immediately shipped him, shipped him to Guantanamo. And there was special, there was a special camp for kids between 10 years until, like, maybe uh, 14. Some of the mm-hmm. kids were with us, 15 and 16. They were with us in the camp, you know, in solitary confinement in the camp. But the, youngers, the younger uh, detainees, they were in uh, Camp Iguana. The mm-hmm. youngest one was at the hospital.
0: Mm-hmm. the youngest yeah. one was in the hospital yeah. oh so it's this is mind-blowing this is mind-blowing that you have had very young oh my god and then but but this was basically by the song uh for those of you who've been in prison for such long time wanted to um break the barriers barrier of being really frightened within this space
1: you know <clears throat> Let me finish like the introduction. So yes, those yes. men were brought from different parts of the world. You know, from uh, Afghanistan, Pakistan, Iran, United Arab Emirates, Saudi, Arabia, from Africa, from Bosnia, from Mauritania, from different parts of the world. Some of us sent to the black side, tortured in the worst way. Some of the prisoners died in the black side. Allah knows how many detainees tortured and how many uh, of them died and in, the, in the black sides. As you know, the CIA destroyed all the evidence even the the senator report most of them like just they they uh uh, uh you know redacted so basically when we arrived at guantanamo many of us were came from the uh, tribe background and as you know like tribe background people live with dignity honor uh courage and uh, and uh, transparency and uh, and uh, hospitality we we are not like the hollywood movies Ignorant or stupid people know nothing. No, we have a really beautiful uh, culture. So (laughs) when we arrive at Guantanamo, what makes us who we are as a person, even you or the listener, what makes you who you are? You know, those things, those traits makes you who are like your value, your um, belief, your religion, your culture, your uh, emotions, your relationship, your memories, your experience, your knowledge. I mean, this makes it, each of us an individual uh, person. So at Guantanamo, we just wanted to be who we are. That's what we know. But at Guantanamo, it was about control. They want to control everything in our life, every single moment, everything, every move. So that control means they wanted to change us into some, something that we weren't. Or they weren't. They want to, show the world as they say they told the world we brought the worst of the worst terrorists vicious killers so (laughs) i mean so they treated us accordingly even some of the guards when they arrived to work at guantanamo they were really scared and afraid but when they left us for a few months you know the reality you know contradict what they have been told by their own superiors so many of the guards start apologizing some of them actually convert to islam when they saw watch the detainees because you cannot convince if as a human to convince him that uh, a man a criminal you know what the criminal look like so like as i told you 50 uh, nationalities and you know, uh, opportunity when you spoke spoken. This is just introduction to uh, Guantanamo. Some
0: so of this is my question. Years- Re- going back and referring to you just what said, I had this question that uh, if any of those interrogators were in your, I mean, when you were under interrogation, and you were going through heinous uh, experiences i mean difficult difficult experiences did you ever uh, did you ever have this feeling that what would be my interrogator's uh, feelings if he was in my place sitting here
1: yes we always uh-huh. ask them especially like put yourself in my position but i said no 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 I don't don't talk to me like that I, I don't want to be in your position so you know, we used to tell them, you know, who is the terrorist when they uh, started? Because Guantanamo is a Guantanamo is a symbol of torture, injustice, oppression, lawlessness, abuse of power. So when they when they were torturing us, I told them, who is the terrorist now? Really, who is the committing? Who's the terrorist? You or me? You are torturing me. I don't know why I'm here. I don't know what I have done. No charge, no accusation. You've, you you refuse to with me. Before your justice system, you don't trust your justice system. You don't trust your country. You don't trust your law. You don't trust your, your constitution. So when they beat us and torture us because this is systematic torture, who is the, as we used to tell them who is the terrorist now? What you do? What you're doing? Like this is the ter- this is the terror. This is terrorism when you uh, torture, uh, abduct and torture innocent people. And we told them if you believe, if you trust your 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 justice system, if you believe we have committed a crime. We're ready to cope, to to be uh before your justice system. We're not afraid. We have done nothing wrong. But it wasn't about you know. It wasn't about um, justice. It wasn't about you know um, protecting American or America. No, it was you know. Guantanamo turned to be an experimenting lab to experiment on prisoners. If you now just Google Guantanamo Americas Battle Lab, you would see. A report by uh, Seattle Hall, uh, Hall, Law University, 80 some pages talk about how Guantanamo were transferred or what was actually uh, an experimenting lab on prisoners. This is what the the, the purpose of uh, Guantanamo. Now, 20 years last month, you know, was mm-hmm. the 20th mm-hmm. anniversary of mm-hmm. Guantanamo. And mm-hmm. it is so sad. It is a shame. After 20 years, we are still talking about closing. Why, why Why? Guantanamo should be closed? You know, Guantanamo shouldn't exist in the first place. Guantanamo gives some kind of legitimacy to tyrants around the world. They mm-hmm. created their own Guantanamo.
0: One thing that uh, comes in my mind is this. Uh, I'm from Iran, and uh, the Iran prison system and torture system is notorious. Now I'm listening to you, and I'm thinking, if we are saying that the United States is a democratic nation and we should look up to the United States. But when such a thing happens in Guantanamo, wouldn't we give a sort of a green light to many of the other nations to do the same heinous crime?
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. You know, the, the, the United States, people look at, the at their example because mm-hmm. also mm-hmm. at the same time, you know, United States, uh, United States government present themselves as uh, the, poli- uh, the world police. So, you know, what they did at Guantanamo, what you, what, what you see now, what happened in, in for example, in China against the Uyghurs, what we, mm-hmm. we are seeing now in, in many countries, especially in Arab countries, just to be accused of terrorism, people get afraid and scared. Then it becomes just a mean and pretext to, you know, uh, persecute uh, people, to oppress them, to unjustly uh, and indefinitely detain them and torture them under the name of terrorism. When we come like, is terrorism a crime? Let us say, is terrorism a crime? Okay, it's a crime. How do how we should deal with the crime? There is mm-hmm. law, there is justice. And you know what we are what we are seeing now in the world, just mm-hmm. until yesterday, the invasion of Ukraine. It is the lack of injustice, failure, the failure to apply justice, either in the individual level life, uh, the family, a community, a country, and even in our environment. Mm-hmm. Justice means put the right thing in the right place. This is what justice is, put the right uh, uh, things in the right place. You know, the right person in the right place, the right rule law in the right place. So when we started, when we start, you know, tipping that balance that creates destruction, chaos, wars, starvation, you name it. Peace
0: can achieve only by justice. Peace can be achieved by justice. Finish your sentence.
1: Now we are seeing like, what you see, Mm -hmm. we have seen wars after wars. When it comes, why, why this happening? Because Mm -hmm. it is within our heart. I mean, not us as human, like within those leaders, Mm -hmm. there is, you know, uh, there's greediness, selfish, hate, Mm -hmm. grudge, ignorance, the worst of ignorance at the same time, it's not the ignorance that, that, you know, the typical ignorance. Mm-hmm. There's some kind of, we, we call it in Arabic, uh, uh, the complex mm-hmm. ignorance. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. There is a simple ignorance and there is like a complex ignorance. The complex so here's, ignorance here's my
0: take. Here's my take. Uh, bear with me. So the, the premise of this program is peace. At least in the U.S. media or in the media um, as a powerful uh, medium, we do not talk about what happened that this terrorism really created. We do not talk about US aggression in the Middle East. US aggression. Right now, US aggression that pulled out its uh, military from Afghanistan and created. Chaos. It's a chaos in Afghanistan. People. I mean, many, many women just murdered a few, few days ago. So we are not talking about uh, U.S. aggression. We are not talking about U.S. aggression against Iran with uh, all of those sanctions. U.S. aggression in Syria. With U.S. aggression in Iraq with the invasion and any of those. And then we just saying, oh, okay, of course this is bad. What, what has been created that is creating this kind of animosity? This is my point. But here is, as I was reading you. Your book. I was uh, really taken by uh, the other amazing, beautiful author that I truly respect, uh, Victor Franklin. He wrote A Man's Search for Meaning. He survived uh, Auschwitz concentration camp. At the time, being Jewish was a crime. Like now in the United States and many of the Western countries, being a Muslim is a crime and then he uh, survived the day concentration camp he came out and he basically said something that I could find throughout your book he said at the very darkest hour and very difficult moments of my life the only thing that could help me going the only thing was hope number one so I'm going to ask you, what was it for you? And number two, he mentions that really uh, stayed with me, I mean, has stayed with me forever, is that when uh, the Nazi were coming after to take the inmates, we basically knew that who is going to survive and who is not going to survive. We knew that who they are going to take. People who just gave up life. By giving up life, um. um cigar or a cigarette was an important commodity when they started just giving out their cigarettes or giving out their food or giving out any very limited um, property they had we knew that they they are they are given up and they are ready to die so i want to see first what is hope for you in guantanamo what I mean we are talking about really dark stuff that you even don't want to mention in the book so what really um, get you going, what kind of hope? You're talking about a female voice uh, and really suits you and made you at ease for a few moments. And and whether or not you knew that um, a, an inmate or any of your friends are not going to make it because um, because they've given up.
1: You know, <clears throat> to survive, you know, survival... Many uh, factors play in survival. So basically, as I told you, what makes you who you are, the traits we mentioned before, those actually will play an important and crucial role in your survival in any, in, at any uh, deal. So basically at Guantanamo, one of the main things that helped us to survive was our religion because we thought in a place, we were dis- dis- disconnected from the world, and even the policy and the torture that designed to break us over and over again and do separate your mind of your uh, body. So we become close to, to Allah in our, our religion. You know, at that time, your belief, it helps you to not to ha- not to trust your character. At the same time, it connects you to your uh, creator. That's what started first. Secondly, you know, uh, hope is life. You know, one one of my paintings, I painted uh, a flower, half dead and half life. Hope is the thin line between life and death. When people give hope, they actually give life. They could physically, they would be alive, but there is no life within them. Just they become... They become a ghost. They become a shell. Uh, like there is no life within them. When people start gi- giving,
0: uh, so you saw help, that. You saw that in one of some of the inmates.
1: Yes, we saw many of them. Especially uh, some of them become like, where uh, by interrogator they will they will give some kind of drug, become a drug addict. Some of them they were play uh, they played uh, uh, by the interrogator, you know, uh, and 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 so on, you know. At the same time, when you isolate yourself from the air cutter, there is no trust. Whatever you do, I like for me, I remember one of, one of the interrogators, he came to me, he said, you, sh- you better start to co- cooperate with me. I said, okay. And it was like three nights of torture and sleep deprivation. And he told me your file, your file or case is on the desk of George W. Bush, you will never leave this place. You will die here, and we are going to let you rot in your cage. I said, "Can I ask you a question?" I was really young. I said, uh, "Do you think if your president, you said he, he told me he's the most powerful man on the planet, so for me, I didn't give a shit about sorry for this word. So I said do you think if you're this most powerful man, if he get diarrhea, will be able to control his asshole?'" He said, "No." I said, okay, if he cannot control his own shit, how he can control my life? I mean, it, it is simple logic. It is simple Exactly, word. very simple logic. Yes, so he was like, looked at me. I said, look, I believe everything in the hand of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No matter what you do, no matter what you can do, nothing. Trust me, that's it. You know, with that kind of belief, that defeated their uh, theory, their... Uh, torture tactics or their method enhanced interrogation technique or enhanced torture technique simply that because you have that plea you have that belief you have that faith Mm -hmm. so that's that's
0: important what you are saying you know i mean just uh, i'm i'm also inviting many of our listeners who believe in god that every time that there is a very very difficult moment in 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 our life I I, I notice this. We do not say "Oh my dad" or "Oh my mom" or "Oh my children." We say yeah. "Oh my God," and yeah. then we say "Oh Allah." Uh, the book is full of. I mean, Allah help me, help me. I'm the same. It's just okay. Please help. Please help me go through this. And this is you are the only one, the only. Uh, would you believe that um, this experience? Would you believe that this experience really made you go closer to God, whatsoever, or no? You know,
1: you know. As I told you, the things that make you who you are, the way you grow up, the way you get raised, the way you have taught, edu- uh, be, uh, your education, your knowledge, your experience, your uh, memories—that's the package that. will these are your tools. This is, and, and it, you, you need to use them. You need to utilize them. If you don't know yourself, because in jail. You have a lot of time to think and there is a lot of hardship so for example we were disconnected from the world you know separated there is no communication whatsoever we had only each other so we start sharing stories knowledge experience memories also building a relationship brotherhood friendship even with guards because when you stay in in a prison for 5, 10, 15, 20 years. The more you stay, the more you are distanced from your previous life, from family, from memories, knowledge, experience, actually from who you are. And in jail, you will just, you will start uh, construct a new you, a new life, memories, experience, knowledge, relationship, emotions. And this will be part of your life, regardless, because in my life, 15 years in, uh, in jail. So that shapes... That shaped, shaped me. Who I am, shaped my character, shaped my thoughts, my many things. So yeah, I mean, I believe that, and my uh, my ordeal, my imprisonment brought to me close to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Especially, you know, uh, I studied especially in, in our school. We, st- we we used to study a lot of Islamic materials and religion and and, and so on. And uh, you know, one of one of the uh, prophets' uh, hadith or saying, he said. I was pro- I was only sent to perfect the uh, the manners or uh, or the, the good characters. Mm-hmm. So at Guantanamo, you know, I, I I memorized this hadith: mm-hmm. I was sent only to perfect the the, the 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 good characters. So I was saying, I mean, like I looked at the at the saying, what does it mean? You know, at Guantanamo, it was crazy. The first time at Guantanamo, I learned that people hate each other because of their color. I was what? They said, yes, black or white. I said, this is the first time. But we have something worse. We have the sectarian conflict. So it's a test. So I start learning a lot about myself. I start, you know, learning from especially the the, 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 the brothers who are older, older than me. Because at Guantanamo, it was really hard to have to any have, to have books. And, you know, the more you stay, you know, you are deteriorated you were you you would be deteriorated uh deteriorate mentally psychologically and even intellectually because because the knowledge that what left uh, us as human being you know uh, as muslim when i told my brothers the first the first word in quran was revealed by the uh, uh, the jibreel to prophet i read I read and that like i still i told my brothers this was the most important meeting between heaven and earth, and it will be the last meeting in in such because as Muslims we believe the prophet was the last prophet, none of them. And I told them that meeting started with one word and it kept repeat over and over again. Read, read. The prophet is like I I cannot read. I'm illiterate. He said read, and it was it was a serious meeting. Imagine we said as Muslims. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent, you know, Jibril. he's the, he's the, the highest rank among angels. He sent to the prophet. And this is really important. And he chose that this is the last person, this is the last in this message, he started with read. Then mentioned the pen. So what left us as humans, it's really the knowledge. You know, one day at mm-hmm. Guantanamo, I taught one of the illiterate Afghanis. We, we taught him to how to learn and read. Wallah, he told me literally, he said, I, 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 never, I never felt free until I am able to uh, read and write.
0: Mm -hmm. So for not being ignorant and for being absolutely knowledgeable and knowing what's going on, I believe that everyone needs to read Don't Forget Us Here, Lost and Found in Guantanamo. You are watching and listening to Peace Mindedly, a podcast featuring peaceful bridge makers. For this hour, we are talking with Mansour Adayev, author of Don't Forget Us Here, Lost and Found in Guantanamo. Mansour has published many uh, opinion pieces and pieces in New York Times. He contributed to the graphic anthology, Guantanamo Voices. He participated in the creation of award-winning documentary, The Art of Now, Guantanamo okay Mansour, what is the meaning of your life um, did you i mean have you ever contemplated over this phenomenon that this is the meaning of my life is this you know
1: of course us as human beings we are given the the brain and the brain needs knowledge like what compose as a person as a person you know it's not get the body that the vessel no there is you know the body, the uh, the brain, the soul and the heart and each needs healthy nutrition. So the the, the the physical body needs healthy food, exercising, sleep, medicine, cleaning. the same thing. people usually take care of their physical body, but neglect their brain, their heart, their soul. So each that needs the proper uh, nutrition for, for, for it. So for me, of course, when you have start, especially at a certain age, you would start like, what is the purpose of my life? Why I'm here? And as I told you, for, for us uh, as a young Yemeni and Muslim, and we know the purpose here, we were created as, as worship. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What, what means worship? It's not going to the mosque or fast. No. It means when we ask what, what's the worship? Like it is the good deed and the good saying and the, the good intention. That all of it worshiping. When we, when we do it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, at the same time, like as you know, there is some certain uh praying and fasting, zakah, we we need to we need to do and the purpose for us but also the same like you ask question what's my purpose why i'm here what i'm doing here so and there is many when i like the same thing i when i was studying uh, management i found out in my research that people who reach their 60s they have done a lot but then they start they couldn't find the meaning of life they work they achieve family but there is like a missing piece the purpose of life so for me i know my purpose for my for, for my life but at the same time when uh, at guantanamo uh, I, I told myself when i leave guantanamo i'm going to start study islam from the beginning i found myself i don't think about my religion i don't think about you know worshiping allah subhanahu wa ta'ala yes i have some kind of knowledge but i need to know more really I need to know more. I mean, why I'm here, why I'm doing. So why 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 all this is happening? So it is my pride, inshallah, to start. You know so reading.
0: maybe i but as i'm hearing to you i'm just thinking maybe the meaning of your life might might be to gain knowledge because you know, throughout throughout this conversation what i'm picking is to know more to understand more to read uh, you learned uh, english but
1: the knowledge the, the is just a mean you know uh-huh. the knowledge is just a mean or a tool to the biggest uh, uh purpose so mm-hmm. Each of us has to ask himself why I'm here, why I'm doing, why I was created in the first place, why I was chosen. It was just like something like that. No, I didn't think for me, I didn't think so. Each of us created for a purpose and have a purpose. And we should also see. Uh,
0: what is the major, major issue you learn in Guantana?
1: To appreciate life. To mm-hmm. appreciate
0: life. Because
1: when someone starts cutting from your freedom, it takes something from your life.
0: Yes, excellent. So you are listening and watching to Peace Mindedly, a podcast featuring peaceful bridge makers. Uh, I am talking uh, for this hour. I was talking with Mansour Ajafi, author of. Don't forget us here, Lost and Found in Guantanamo. It's the signature for our show. We ask our guests to share something meaningful about peace, about kindness and compassion. Mansour, what can you share about peace, kindness and compassion about in your life, about yourself?
1: You know, from our experience, <clears throat> you know, imagine at Guantanamo, I am go back because I'm got to the point. Fifteen nationalities, different background, different mindset, different level of education, different culture, different languages. But, you know, at the beginning, it was hard to communicate, to talk. It was hard to know the people. After years and years, that the diversity melted and become I called the Guantanamo culture of the beautiful Guantanamo. Brotherhood, friendship, and it helped us to survive in Guantanamo. When you ask me, I can tell you why that happened. It happened because accepting each other and loving each other—that what can like achieve peace, bring us closer to each other. Loving each other, taking of each other, supporting each other, helping each other, taking care of each other, regardless. This is can achieve peace within us
0: i believe at the beginning of the show you said that you have two songs and you just uh, mentioned t- t- three songs yeah. you mentioned two of them are you interested in mentioning the last one i mean
1: yeah the last one we we're going to say uh, the same song we used to sing with each other when brothers leave guantanamo or go to the uh, interrogation or leave the blacks and so on and uh, Guys, like when, what I would like to share with you, I mean, why I'm sharing you, I share with you those moments that brought us together, moment of love and peace and acceptance. So when we say like goodbye to someone or like uh, peace be with you, so we would say, I will translate the, the, I will sing it, then I will translate it. So we'd say, So we'd say, Allah روح, روح Allah so basically, what's saying by like collectively, which means go go with peace. May Allah grant you more peace and safety. And I would like to say to to you and my to our dear viewers and listeners, go go with peace. May Allah grant, grant you and grant us uh, more uh, peace and more safety. Inshallah.
0: Inshallah. Thank you so much and خدا uh, حافظ.
1: Está